and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com, and I am to be your boss's worst nightmare. Well, it's still the 23rd of September, 2016. That's a Friday. It's a beautiful day here in, in the UK as well. Now, I am playing catch-up today, as uh, if you've listened to the previous two podcasts, you'll know, because I missed a couple of days earlier this week, so that's why I'm recording three today. And in the last podcast, I asked you, are you doing what you're passionate about? And I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm guessing for the vast majority of people who are listening to this, and that is most likely to include you, the answer to that is no. But I also asked, but what if failure were not an option? What if failure were not an option? Would you still be doing what you're doing right now? Or would you play big and go for your dream? Now, it's a big question, that, isn't it? Because fear automatically plays into it. Because it's the default position. It's the, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but I can't earn an income from that. But yeah, but nobody else would be interested in that. But yeah, but, 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 but. I'm not talking about but. Remember, what we're playing is a game here. If failure were not an option. It's a serious game, but it's a game. If failure were not an option. Would you do what you're doing right now or would you go for your dream? And if failure were not an option, surely, surely you'd go for it. Yeah, but we're dealing with reality. Yeah, but life's not a game. Yeah, but I really can't earn an income doing that. Yeah, but nobody else is interested in my passion. Really? Really? How many people do you suppose share your passion and would love to hear what you have to say about it? And more to the point, would be prepared to pay to hear what you have to say about it. And don't say none. That's not true. Don't say none. Now, the reason I'm so confident in saying that and so confident in telling you that it's not true that people aren't prepared to listen to you and aren't prepared to pay to listen to you is this. Do you know how many people right now have access to the internet? How many people right now, if you put something up online, could access that information, could pay to access that information? Well, I don't normally prepare these things before I sit down at the microphone, but today I have done. I went and did some research and the most up-to-date, reasonably accurate figures I can find are that by the end of 2015, so as I'm recording this nine months ago, by the end of 2015, 3.2 billion not million, 3.2 billion with a B people, 3.2 billion people around the globe had access to the internet. Now it's estimated that 2 billion of those are in developing countries. So 1.2 billion are in the developed world and 2 billion are in developing countries. Now, I'm separating those out, not that we can discard one or the other, but to tell you that the people in the developed world, they probably have more disposable income. But the people in the developing world are probably even more open to hearing about your passion. Because, and this is a sweeping generalisation, people in the developing world may not have had the opportunity so far to hear about your passion. Now, let's talk about those numbers for a minute, because it's easy when we're talking, you know, 3.2 billion. Yeah, I mean, what does that mean? 3.2 billion. The way I always think about this is, okay, it's a big number. I'm trying to get my head around it. What 
does that look like? What does 1 billion look like? Never mind 3.2 billion. What does 1 billion look like? So if I said, right, I was going to count to a million, not a billion, a million with an M, how long would it take if I was going to do it at a steady pace? One, two, three, four, five, like that. Just one number every second. How long do you think it would take me to count to that first million? A few hours? A day? Two days? No. 11 and a half days. 11 and a half days without break, without stopping to have a meal, without bathroom breaks, without sleep, with nothing. Just steady. One, two, three, four, five. One million would take 11 and a half days. So here's a question for you. If it takes 11 and a half days to count to a million, how long do you think it would take to count to that first billion? Billion with a B. And remember, remember we're talking 3.2 billion people who have access to the internet. So if it takes 11 and a half days to count to a million, what's it going to take? Um, a few months to count to a billion? A year? Two years? No. Over 31 and a half years. 31 and a half years steadily, relentlessly counting at one per second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, just imagine for a second that instead of instead of just counting, you had a parade of people walking past you at one a second. And in that second, you were somehow able to convey your passion to them. Somehow you were able to tell them about your big idea, to tell them about what it is that drives you. And you stood there and you had that endless parade of people, one per second, for 31 and a half years. Do you think you could find somebody that was interested in hearing what you had to say? Do you think you could find in amongst all those people a bunch of people who really wanted to hear what you had to tell them and would be prepared to pay you? Of course you would. You'd find more than you could shake a stick at. And here's the thing. It's not just one billion. It's 3.2 of them. So you'd, you could stand there for a 100 years and you still wouldn't get to the end of the queue. Now... That is an amazing number. And you're telling me that nobody's interested in hearing what you have to say. Of course they are. Of course they are. Now, I'm going to admit, most people aren't. Most people aren't. But it doesn't matter. Most people aren't listening to this podcast. But you are. You're listening. And that's why I'm recording this. It's for you. And that's why you will get your message out there. Uh, but uh, but I don't like speaking. But I don't like talking. But I don't like... I, I don't know how to record uh, anything. I don't know what I'd do. I wouldn't know the first thing about recording a video to get my message out there. I wouldn't know how to record a podcast. I wouldn't know... I, I, the thought of standing in front of a group of people scares me to death. Well, good. Good. That's not a problem. Because you can overcome that. You can learn all this. I have. And if I, me, Aussie, if I can learn all this, 
you sure as eggs as eggs can. Look, I'll tell you, the very first time, and I'm going back to my corporate days now, I was in a business that was a representative of another business. I'm not going to go into the whole structure, but I was part of a a two-man business and we were representative of a a larger organisation. And uh, we'd just set up and we were trying to get local lawyers, local solicitors involved to tell them about our business. And I knew that one of the best ways would be to stand up in front of them and talk to them. But I was scared out of my mind, absolutely scared out of my mind about this. I could write. That was the thing. I could write. I, could, I used to write a newsletter. I used to write my clients' reports and all that sort of stuff. I could write pretty well, but speaking. And let me tell you, when you get to hear these, you'll notice that there are loads of mistakes, loads of mumbling, loads of errors, loads of me tripping over my words. You get to hear it after I've edited it. You should hear it before I edit it. But I was just... I'm just never... See, there I go stuttering a bit. I've just never been great at speaking up until that time. Now, we wanted to get uh, a bunch of lawyers to uh, into a room to explain what we did so that they would introduce business to us and we could reciprocate. And so I got in touch with a barrister who I happen to know through something else who was a specialist in the area, so we invited her down and it was agreed that she would do a talk but I would also do a talk about what we did. And so she was obviously the draw for these for these lawyers, uh, this um, leading barrister. She was the draw. But I would get to sort of hang on her shirt tails. And a few days before this event, my father died suddenly. Now, I expected my partner in the business to say, don't worry about it, I'll take care of this. But he didn't. He didn't. Because he was more scared than I was. And so... I just wanted to run away and, and crawl under a rock and just mourn for my father. But he was even more scared and just would not even contemplate stepping in. Now, we arranged all this and I can tell you that first talk, it was just dreadful. It was just dreadful. I stood there and literally had sheets of paper in my hand and read from them. That's what I did. So I, I could just have easily copied my talk out and just circulated it among them. It was dreadful. But then another event came up and I was due to speak. And again, I did something pretty much similar, but I felt a little bit more confident. I had this script, but I could look up from it occasionally because I knew what the next bit was coming. And that grew until three or four events down the line. Remember I said we were a small business but represented a larger business. This larger business arranged a big event, a big event, where uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I I specialised in those days in financial health, people and care. So we had this big event with care home owners from around my region. So we were a national organisation, but the, the, the national company had arranged this large event and it had got about... 100, 150 care home owners in the room, all keen to hear what we did. And my turn came to stand up on my hind legs and talk to them. Now, because it had been arranged by the big organisation that we were part of, the CEO's PA was down here organising it, putting it all together. 
And that was the day when it all fell into place for me, getting up on my hind legs and talking. Because on that day, a penny dropped with me and I recognised that, hang on a minute, these people are not here to see if I mess up. These people are not interested in that. These people aren't in fact interested in me. They're interested in the message that I'm going to deliver and how I'm going to deliver it. Because I have something of value to them. And once I recognised that, that I had something of value for them, I could be of service to them, it didn't become about me anymore. It wasn't about me feeling foolish. It wasn't about me being embarrassed. It wasn't about me being frightened of messing up. So I stood up and I had my script in my hand and I thought, I don't need that. And I reached behind to the table behind me and put it down. And I'm going to tell you, and it sounds awfully arrogant, awfully big-headed, I stormed it. I absolutely stormed that presentation. And afterwards, the CEO's PA, she said, I don't believe what I've just seen. Where have you been hiding? That's the best presentation anybody has ever made in this business. And to be honest, I didn't know where it had come from either. But the feeling I got, I suddenly understood these people, I have something of value for them. And that's what they're interested in. They're not interested in seeing me mess up. They're not interested in whether I feel embarrassed. They're not interested in how uncomfortable I feel. They want the information that I have that's going to help them. And once you find that out, once you recognise that, once you recognise what you have is of value, all your fears will disappear. Particularly, particularly when you're talking about your passion. Now, that could be on a one-to-one -one basis. It could be setting up a video camera and recording yourself. Listen, you can. Rec I record videos. I record them on my phone. Phones are good enough. I mean, seriously, I've earned money and not inconsiderable chunks of money by recording videos on my phone. That you can do that. Now, there's a little bit more to that. Uh, and look, if you want to know more about that, let me know. I mean, I may even put a course together on how you can video yourself and do it convincingly. Hey, one of my main businesses is creating videos, so I, I know a little bit about that. But it's stuff that I've learned. It's stuff that I've learned, incidentally, since I decided to leave the corporate life. This is not. These are not skills that I brought with me out of corporate life. These are things that I've sat and studied and gone onto YouTube and bought courses and that sort of stuff to find this stuff out. Now, I can do that for you. I can teach you that if that's what you want to do. But don't ever think that people out there are just out there waiting for you to mess up. And don't think you haven't got an audience. I've proved to you without a shadow of a doubt, there is an audience out there. You've just got to attract them to you. That's all you have to do. You just have to attract them to you. And to do that, you need to get yourself out there. You need to get your content, as they call it, out there. You need to produce stuff. You need to create stuff. And believe me, creation is such fun. You are going to love creating stuff, particularly when it's something you're passionate about. So look, do yourself the most massive favour this weekend. Think about what it is you're passionate about. Think about all those people out there who share your passion, but you know more about your topic than they do. You know more about the subject than they do. You have valuable information that you can impart that they will pay you for. 
because they're passionate about it too. Yeah, but there's other people doing it. Don't care. Doesn't matter. There are other people recording podcasts. There are other people making videos. There are other people doing all of that stuff. And there are other people all doing it way better than me. Doesn't matter. Because somewhere there is an audience. It's you that I do this for. You've chosen. I'm so grateful to you. You have chosen to listen to me. And that is such a privilege. And it won't be long before you have that same privilege. You have people listening to you, choosing to listen to you and your message. So think about it. What's your passion? What if you couldn't fail? What would you do? Look, if this has been useful to you, tell your friends about it and head over to iTunes and subscribe. That way you won't miss another episode. Leave me a review. Tell me what you like best about it. Tell me what you hate about it. Leave me a bunch of stars too. That way this podcast rises in the rankings and will be found by more people like you. If you want to tell me more about your passion, if you want to talk to me in more detail, you can hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Air. Or you can email me if you can't cram it all into those 140 characters. Email me, aussie at whensmytime.com. Tell me about your passion. Tell me what you're going to do about getting your message out to the world. Thank you so much indeed for listening. It is such a privilege to be able to talk to you. I hope I've managed to inspire you to think about your passion and more importantly, to do something about your passion. I've been Aussie Air, founder of whensmytime.com. I'm here to tell you, your time is now.